Thank you for tuning in to the Far Better Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to please God now, so our eternity is far better. Here is your host, Michael Clark. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Glad that you're with us, and we are studying about suffering these these two seasons that I've got this year for far better on the Scattered Abroad Network. And um, when I started setting down to write and put all of this together, it had a very clear purpose for it. I mentioned that in the last two episodes that I needed to study this. I needed to hear these things. I needed to be putting in front of me that I, I wasn't exempt And so I hope that maybe, just maybe, the same thing that helped me could help you. Today's episode is called, What is Crohn's Disease? What is Crohn's Disease? Well, it's technically, it's called an IBD. There's two types of IBD. There's Crohn's Disease and Ulcerative Colitis. And they're characterized by chronic inflammation in the GI tract. And basically, it, it... can lead to severe damage and other severe issues. And in fact, it can uh, it can hurt to the point where you're more susceptible to colon cancer and some of these other issues. And uh, Crohn's disease is typically found in the small and ulcerative colitis in the large intestine. And so there's, there's a lot of problems that come about with that because we have to eat to live, right? I mean, there's no way to get around that. And if every time you eat, you're in severe abdominal pain and severe fatigue and weight loss and other problems that come along with it, You're not going to have a good quality of living, are you? And so what causes it is a question that a lot of people ask. I'm getting all my information from the CDC on this because they've got really good information. The exact cause of IBD is unknown, but it's basically the result of a defective immune system. So when I was born, something about my immune system just didn't click properly. And so I got to a point in life where I was right under the right, you know, is a pressure cooker, if you will. All the right circumstances took place at the right time, and Crohn's disease became active in my body. You know, a properly functioning immune system can attack foreign organisms and viruses and bacteria to protect the body, but the immune system responds incorrectly, in my case, to environmental triggers, which causes this inflammation and problems and pain and all the other things. And it's a genetic component. So someone with a family history of IBD is more likely to develop this inappropriate immune response. And so we we look at how we're diagnosed, and that's done by endoscopy or other things of that nature. And image studies, you know, they can take a a screenshot of of my body and see where the problem is. And then you get down to the idea of how you can treat it. And one of the factors that they do to treat is, man, they they give you prednisone. Uh, steroids or they also give you biologics and things of that nature vaccinations for patients are recommended to prevent infections and so you've got severe cases that lead to surgery and so you've got all of this going on and then you have to figure out for your patient what's their setup what's their current system look like how do they uh, need to be treated and then the question has to become well how prevalent is this really So in 2015, when I got diagnosed, an estimated population of 1.3% of U.S. adults 
reported being diagnosed with either Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. And that was a large increase from 1999, where it was 0.9% or 2 million adults. So there were 3 million adults in the United States in 2015 diagnosed. That was the latest info that I could find. And some people who are more likely to report as to having these problems are people who are are living in in poverty in suburban areas, not currently employed, employed, less than a high school level education, with a high school. It's not a discriminatory disease. It's genetic. Sometimes children are able to get it. It's not very common. Most people with IBD, they're diagnosed with it in their 20s and 30s. And so you've got to kind of sift through all of this. I've known of cases where someone as young as 10 years old was diagnosed, and I learned of a case in the last couple of years where someone as old as 45 was diagnosed. And so it doesn't really stick to a certain formula, but typically speaking, you'll find somebody between the ages of 20 and 30. Now, hospitalization... I've been hospitalized twice for Crohn's. I never had to stay overnight. Both times I was able to go home the same day. But uh, hospitalization rate didn't change much when Crohn's was the primary diagnosis from 2003 to 2013. The rate, however, did increase significantly during this period from 44.2% to 59.7 per 100,000 people when it was listed as a secondary diagnosis. And the cost for these treatments is about $11,000 for Crohn's and $13,000 for UC. From 2003 to 2008, the total hospitalization costs increased annually by 3% for Crohn's and 4% for UC, but remain unchanged for both diseases from 08 to 14. Now, here's where things get frustrating and concerning with people who have Crohn's or UC. They're more likely to have cardiovascular disease, respiratory disease, cancer, arthritis, uh, kidney disease, liver disease. Uh, One of the things my doctor told me was your back, your eyes, and uh, your back, your eyes, and something else is probably going to go, and I hope it wasn't my memory because that's not a good sign. But you got to be really careful with those things. And so that's basically what Crohn's disease is. And if you're like me, you still don't know what it is. You know, you can say all day long, well, it's, it's the inflammation in, in the intestines. It's the inflammation in the body that, that causes severe pain and problems. That doesn't change much. But that's what it is. Now, not many people, when I first tell them what it is, understood and they, they mean well, and I understand. I would make these jokes too. So this is not me saying if any of you are listening to this and you'd make these jokes and I'm upset with you. When I told people that I could eat whatever I wanted that wasn't healthy and not gain weight because that's that was the superpower I got, so to speak. Doctor told me, hey, when it comes to food, you know, fruits and vegetables are not really something that work well with Crohn's disease because there's a lot of fiber in there. And fiber irritates Crohn's disease. And so you really need to avoid fruits and vegetables. And I said to the doctor, well, what do I eat then? Because if I can't eat healthy foods, how am I going to ever exercise and ever get, you know, and he said, well, I don't anticipate you with this level of Crohn's disease to really need to worry about exercising to keep your weight down. You need to eat what sounds good, what responds well to your body, and just go on. And so a lot of that was just junk food. 
you know, fast food and whatever I could really get my hands on that wouldn't cause me. And so a lot of times it was very, you know, Megan and I would be getting into the car to go eat somewhere and she'd say, what, what do you want to eat? And I would just kind of go with what sounded good in the moment, not what I wanted to eat, but what I thought I could handle. And so I would tell some people, you know, well, I, I can eat whatever I want within reason and it doesn't cause me to gain weight. And then they say, well, I want that. And then the conversation goes on a little bit, and you tar- start to explain to them what Crohn's disease actually does and is, and they're like, okay, I don't want that anymore. And so I get it. It sounds great when you say something like, I get to eat whatever I want, and there's no consequences for it, except for the fact that the consequences is severe pain. That'd be like me saying, hey, you order whatever you want off the menu, but I'm going to sucker punch you in the stomach the moment you're done eating. And that's what Crohn's disease kind of felt like and feels like. And so when we talk about what it is, it's just pain. I mean, if I were to describe it in one word, I would say pain, an unexpected pain even. But the good news is God gave me a lot of information about pain and unexpected pain. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 7, the Bible says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forgotten. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we believed, or since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I could look at my body and see that it had changed, and I could look at the pain and the agony that I was experiencing and, and, and focus on that, kind of like I did for the beginning of this, or I could change and look at the things that I can't immediately see. So sometimes we sing the song in church services, hold to God's unchanging hand. And the idea behind that, as I've always thought of it, is hold on tight Because the only thing in this world that won't change is God. You know, you can't rely on man. Uh, You know, you might be surprised at that, but you can't. Let me give you a good illustration as to why God is the one that I need to be focused on. I'm a huge football fan. If you know me well enough, you know that. And if you don't know me well enough, you now know that. I'm a huge football fan. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I know, I know, I get it. You can laugh, but hey, first to six Super Bowls, that's something. I had nine jerseys in my closet this time three years ago. Eight of them had Antonio Brown on them. 
and the other one had Le'Veon Bell on them. Now, for my diehard sports fans, yeah, please shed a tear for me. Those are my two favorite players, and in fact, Antonio Brown was my absolute favorite player. I watched the Steelers draft him, and I told my dad I thought he was going to be something special, and he was. I mean, he was one of the best wide receivers to play in the NFL from the time that he was drafted to the time he went kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And so I loved watching him play. It was just amazing to watch him. And then he started to cause problems with the Steelers organization, and then he demanded a trade, and the Steelers traded him, and he goes to the Raiders, and then he demands a release from the Raiders, and he goes to the Patriots, and then sexual assault allegations are levied against him, and he's released from the Patriots, and now he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as I'm recording this episode. I have no doubt whether by the time you hear it, he's still with them. And I looked at those jerseys after he got traded, and I thought, all of these seem worthless to me now. And it was a great reminder that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me loving him as a football player, and I can love what he does on a football field, but he can't do for me what God can. Time is filled with swift transition. Build your hopes on things eternal. And when it came to my illness, I had to learn that the only person that would truly have my back was God. Not that my family doesn't love me and take care of me. They do, but, you know, it only goes so far for your wife and your family to hear that you don't feel well enough to do something and to pitch in. And then it starts to become a little bit of a burden, and I get that. God looks at me and says, I know you're struggling. I want you to realize this isn't forever. This isn't forever. My light affliction. Put your name in there in verse 17. For Michael's light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Living in this human body, living in this life on this earth is not eternity. I will die one day. The time will come when people will post on my social media profiles their goodbyes to me and I'll never see them. I'll leave this life and all of the people that are supposed to support me and supposed to take care of me and so will you and we'll go to the one who truly will take care of us no matter the circumstance if we simply follow him. That's a real simple deal, is it not? Follow me, I'll take care of you. Light affliction. We don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. I've not seen heaven. I've seen this earth. I don't want to live here forever. This is a messed up place. You believe me, don't you? Don't get me wrong, I don't want to die. Anytime soon, there's things I'd like to see. I have a child. I've got a wife. I don't want to just up and die, but this is a messed up place, and heaven is not. I look for the things not seen, which are eternal, not the temporary things. In truth, though Crohn's disease is not curable, it's temporary. I won't take it with me to heaven. 
But you know, the sad nature of reality is I might live this whole life with an illness that causes pain in my body and difficulties of my physical health, and if I don't live for God, I'll trade that illness for eternal pain. The temporary for the eternal. Why don't we trade temporary pain for eternal blessings and eternal peace? No more sorrow, no more heartache, no more death, no more disease. Just peace. That right there is what I want to have in this life. Don't you? Next week, we're going to talk about the opportunity that I had to start my research study as far as the, there's, there were things that I had to do in order to get on the research study. And we're going to talk about that in some detail next week. So tune in then, and God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.